Hey, peeps, please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. All right, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into this. What is going on, peeps? How is everybody doing today? Hopefully everybody's uh, you know, enjoying their Wednesday. Um, it's always great to have Justin Forum talk on with us. I really appreciate you making time for the audience and popping back up here on, on YouTube. You know, it's um, you know they they unfortunately took his channel down like a lot of other patriots, and so it's great uh, for people to be able to find you here and for you to get your voice out you know, here as well. So, thanks again, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you for having me on, Robert. And uh, it's always good to stick it to YouTube to show up, show back up on their platform when they don't want me here. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. It's, yeah, you know, it's funny, too, because you know, like I was telling you, YouTube's been treating us really wonky, like nobody's getting any notifications. And, um, you know, when we were going live, we would get, you know, thousands of people. And then now it's like dwindled down. And it's not because of the content, because I get all kinds of messages saying that they love having people come on and, you know, share their views on what's going on. So, yeah, I think I think our days are probably numbered here on YouTube as well. But we're also uh, streaming this over on DLive. So at the end, I'll make sure to get people paid there. Hopefully that's uh, streaming. Let me take a quick look. Huh, for some reason, it says it's offline. So, yeah, that sucks. But, um, yeah, anyways, man, there's so much stuff going on. You know, if you want, um, you know, just kind of give us your thoughts on, you know, what Trump was talking about lately about uh, Section 230. Did you see that tweet that he did? Um, you mean to pull it up or are you, are you uh, do you remember the one I'm talking about off the top of your head? Uh, I can pull it up. You can pull it up. I uh, I don't know exactly which one you're referring to i know he said something you know pretty much to the effect of we need to uh, get rid of 230 uh altogether which you know i mean look it, as as a person who understands 230 in its entirety and what the ramifications of that would be you know i get both sides of the argument where they say you know one side says um i hear it here it says section 230 which is a liability shield and gift from the u.s to big tech, the only companies in America that have it, corporate welfare is a serious threat to their national security and election integrity. Our country can never be safe and secure if we allow it to stand. Therefore, if the very dangerous and unfair Section 230 is not completely terminated as part of the National Defense Authorization Act, I will be forced to unequivocally veto the bill when sent to the very beautiful Resolute Desk. Take back America now. Thank you. I mean, look, so I, I, I did read that when it came out. Um, and I, and I, you know, thanks for refreshing my memory on it, but I see both sides of the argument, but I do understand, you know, a lot of people say, well, you can't get rid of it in its entirety, but at this point, who's following section 230? That's the real thing. It's like, if, if they're just going to use it as a way to, to you know, to con continue to have their immunity while at the same time undermining the integrity of our election, as you can see with what they've done to President Trump with the fake news and, and the lies, then yeah, we should get rid of it. And, uh, you know, it's a way, it, it used to be a way to protect open speech on these platforms, but they've unilaterally just ignored it uh, from all ends. So it's it's basically, it doesn't do anything besides give the immunity to the big tech companies and then give them, you know, complete, you know, just they, they, then they go with complete disregard to do whatever they want regardless so it's i don't see the point of having it and I, I agree with president trump it is a threat to national security we should probably get rid of it yeah i mean it's it's really it's disgusting to see what the media has been doing you know to the people i mean as far as just pushing you know their narrative down our throats and that's something that lincoln you know he had to 
uh, he had to deal with, you know, back in the 1860s. I don't know if you remember, but I know we weren't alive at the time. But uh, you know, he, uh, I think he took down what 300 newspapers, and his uh, his campaign took down or his administration arrested like 14,000 people. You know, all because of you know them siding with, um, you know, with basically the Confederates and and being. Um, you know, apologetic for them and, and changing and twisting the narrative, kind of like what we're seeing today with, guess what, you know, the same party, the Democrats, right? So, and you're seeing the media, again, do the same thing that they did back then, and they've been doing for a long time. Uh, you know, to, to that point a little bit, did you see the new uh, Project Veritas videos that came out today? James O'Keefe, did you see uh, the ones he just dropped, like, one just like in the past 20 minutes or something, and then another one he did, I think, at noon? Did you see those? I haven't seen every one of the CNN tapes that are coming out right now. I know I did watch him interrupt the live. He was on the live uh, conference call with Jeff Zucker and interrupted him, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and then I did see that CNN's, uh, I think their legal correspondence or something, one of their, their communications office tweeted out that they are going to call the police on James O'Keefe for listening in, which, you know, it's, it's totally okay. When CNN goes and obtains, you know, uh, uh, secretly recorded video com videotapes of, or audio tapes of conversations between Melania Trump and her closest, you know, advisors, and then airs it on their public, uh, you know, news channel. That's not illegal. But when James O'Keefe and Project Veritas do it to them, that is probably a felony. They should probably be thrown in federal prison. <laughs> I think that's, that's the moral of the story from CNN there. Isn't that crazy how it works? This is uh, for the audience out there. If they haven't uh, listened to it, I'll go ahead and play it real quick. It's a oh, short I, I did. I did watch this one. This is good. You should play it. Okay. So there's this one here where, man, it, it's crazy how she just labels, you know, Cubans in general. It's uh, it's crazy. If, if this was a Republican or if this was. According to Senior Vice President of CNN, Cynthia Hudson recorded on Jeff Zucker's 9 a.m. telephone call, CNN. <laughs> Well, hopefully, um, oh, crap. Everybody yeah. says no audio. Here, but I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll summarize it for you. They said that Cuban Americans <laughs> were attracted to bullies and that that's why they have a propensity to like President Trump. And that's the kind of broad generalizations that you get into with these fake news liars and how they their whole company works. It's, it's all based on, you know, the, the ideas of these, you know, just overpaid, undereducated morons who like to, you know, tell you, you know, how to, to understand the world when they have little to no understanding of the world themselves. So that's the way I see it. Yeah. Could you imagine, you know, James O'Keefe or somebody like that, somebody on the, uh, on the right side of things, you know, on the Republican conservative side, the freedom party, whatever you want to call it. Um, imagine, imagine this, imagine president Trump saying that people voted for Biden because they're attracted to pedophiles. I mean, that, right. that would be the same level of just absurdity and and that's but that's where you know you go with these companies. That's how they go. That's how they work. Yeah, it's 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 disgusting what's going on, especially with uh, you know with with both sides of it. So you, we're getting hit by the social media side of things, and then we get hit by the the media side, the, the traditional legacy side, and and um, they're just not covering what's what's really going on. Like if you looked at, for instance, there was you know, all these different hearings that have been going on all over, you know, in, in the battleground states, you know, we've had uh, what we have Nevada, we've had Arizona, we've had, I think, uh, Michigan, we've had Pennsylvania, the mainstream media isn't covering any of that stuff. They just keep saying there's no evidence of voter fraud, or then they change their narrative to, well, there might be a little bit of fraud, but it's not enough to, you know, overturn the election results. And, you know, it's, they're just doing such a huge disservice 
for the people, and it's so obvious is to see as to why um, these people are um, definitely they're in on the fix. These people are part of it. What do you think? Do you think Trump should go the way of Lincoln? Do you think he should, you know, like uh, suspend, you know, media, you know, lock up some traitors? Do you think he should do like uh, what General uh, McInerney has been saying to do? Are, are you familiar with that? What do you think Trump should do to kind of combat this, this all out attack on, you know, basically the information that we consume that uh, we're allowed to hear and uh, allowed to see what's, What's some ideas you got to how to fix that? Well, I mean, that's that's a tough question because there's, you know, only so much that you can do at this point, given what we know um, he's up against here. But, you know, there are some some kind of what you would call the nuclear options that that you could go all out and start locking these people up. Now, I've I've always been kind of more leaning toward that. But that was even before all this happened. I was always saying, well, these people are criminals and they're be uh, they're abetting this treason and they're abetting this and aiding this insurrection against the president, then we should start uh, just, you know, rounding him up and locking him up. Because it, it, to me, it's not about, it's about the preservation of our republic. It's about if we have all this evidence, if we have all this proof, if we have all this, you know, documentary evidence of treason with China, I mean, look at the Hunter Biden's laptop, look at the deals between Joe Biden, his, his uh, brothers, and uh, foreign, uh, you know, adversaries abroad, you know, buying influence inside of our country. Look at Obama. Look at what Q, if you look at the Q stuff and what he alluded to with, you know, slush funds and, you know, whether it was Nancy Pelosi and Deutsche Bank or it was the Clintons and Banco de Mexico or it was, uh, you know, whoever getting money wherever from whoever. If all that evidence exists, then we should just start locking all these people up. And if the news knows about it and is covering it up, then they should be held accountable too. I don't, I don't see why they get a free pass you know, especially when they're the first ones to advocate for the removal of the First Amendment. Um, and, and they don't they have no concept of, of the true nature of what free speech is. They only think they should be the arbiters of truth. They should be the gatekeepers. And uh, they've been groomed to, to posture themselves that way by corporate America that wants to, you know, basically have a global society where they're not beholden to the laws of the United States of America. They want uh, some sort of global system where they can, uh, you know, basically subjugate the, and, and circumvent, subjugate the people of this country and circumvent our laws and our protections and civil liberties in order to continue to enrich themselves and, and empower themselves in a way that makes them basically untouchable. So we, I mean, do I think that there's martial law and things that the President Trump has that he can do? Uh, yeah. Am I big, am I really wanting it? I don't know. I mean, in a way, that's that's kind of what the, the whole setup's been from the get-go. Is you know they've been tempting him. They've been you know saying like they've been basically saying you can't do anything that's we're untouchable. And Trump's been saying, well, I have these. He's trying to do it all legally and lawfully, which is the right way to do it from the get-go. But you know, at what point do you draw? Do you put a line in the sand and say you know this and no more? You know, we won't allow you to steal our, our election. We won't allow you to, to install a puppet president that's a globalist uh, figurehead. We won't allow you to undermine the integrity of, of our elections and, you know, undermine our, our republic as a whole. So, I mean, what do you think, Robert? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It is kind of the nuclear option, right? So if you're going to bring in, you know, the military, obviously it's been done, I think, four times you know, where they've basically used the Insurrection Act and, you know, came in and, 
clean things up a little bit. Um, but I don't know how the public would perceive it. So they would have to, if they were going to go that route, he would have to have just clear damning evidence where everything is broken out and shown to the people, all the normies that have never been, uh, never, they've never consumed any of this information before. This would all be new to them. There'd have to be some way, whether it's the emergency broadcasting system, whether it's something to where they would have some kind of just, you know, lock tight, presentation to where every normie out there would understand the breadth of this of this treason that's been going on you know for you know at least for decades obviously most people know it's been going on for longer than that but you'd have to have just damning evidence that shows why this is needed before i think you know the majority of the country would would accept it and i realize that you know he can do i mean if they, they thought he was going to be a dictator from the beginning and he's always shown to be the opposite of that he's always proven them wrong um, if he was to do something like this, um, he would have to have just, uh, like I said, some kind of presentation where the normies would get it, where they could, um, you know, consume it on their phones or something like that. Um, and it would have to have the evidence, you know, backing this up. And um, that that's what I think he would need to do before he would institute something like this. Otherwise, people just would think he's gone, you know, full Hitler or something like that. Um, you know, Lincoln did it. Roosevelt did it. Um, I know it's been done, you know, a couple times before that, um, and, and maybe this is the time where it needs to happen. We, we, we've heard several times the military is the only way, and if he suspends, you know, habeas corpus and he does the Insurrection Act, um, you know, there's lots of things he can do, because if he does that, then he could suspend uh, posse comitatus, and that means he could bring in the military. Um, you know, we, we, we already know that he has the Marines, but um, National Guard, so that stuff could happen for sure. Um, but I think he needs to expose first how deep this goes, who's involved, and then why he has to do this while it's happening, if that makes well, sense. Well, he just, and, and that's a great point. I think all those things you outlined are, are exactly how it would get done. I think that he just gave a 45-minute speech that was succinct, succinct and clear and pre-written. You could tell uh, from the White House that he just put up on his social medias not more than an hour ago. I just finished watching the whole thing right before this interview, and I'll be covering it in my next episode that I'm going to be doing here right after we get off this uh, live stream. But I'll, I'll tell you this right now, he addresses a lot of these things head on. And one of the things that, that the people out there, the audience has to remember, and this is something I got kicked off YouTube for, and they actually directly mentioned this because I'm in, I'm in uh, litigation, right? I'm in a lawsuit against YouTube right now with others to try to get my channel reinstated for, you know, whatever reason, I guess I just, uh, to get my channel back, right. So that I can get my audience and, and, you know, not have my voice suppressed, but, um, on the supposedly open free speech platform that supposedly right. is an American company. But, uh, what you actually have to remember is that I got banned and they mentioned this directly in the lawsuit for saying that they were going to use COVID to get the mail-in voting to steal the election. Now they, they referenced that directly in reference to me. I'm one of the few people that they when Google's, uh, you know, high-priced attorneys and lawyers uh, write up their little rebuttals to our uh, claims, that they they keep mentioning me uh, in, in detail, my name by name, saying I said this, I said that. But now, if you watch this 45-minute speech, it's President Trump says in that speech several times that they used COVID to get the mail-in ballots to steal the election fraudulently. So I'm being vindicated now by the President of the United States, which I take as you know, just just more proof that these big tech companies are engaged in treason and sedition against this nation and uh, covering up the information that the American people deserve to know and have access to, which is that this whole COVID, uh, I don't want to call the whole, I don't, the, the, the virus is real, 
people get it, you get sick, but there is a 99.9% survival rate. It's not, you know, a death sentence if you get it. And uh, it may affect people over 70 a little worse than, than most others. But with that being said, the, it was a ploy to steal this election. And they enacted that. And you're seeing the result now. President Trump went through example after example after example. It was a 45-minute speech. I mean, from the White House, a straight speech, a written speech, 45 minutes. That's that's a big – it's not like a rally where he's kind of off the cuff, you know, you know, just kind of going with the crowd. He was going 45 minutes of fact after fact after fact, allegation after allegation after allegation of fraud, criminal fraud, treason, sedition by the Democrats and their willingness to use all of these means to steal this election and how they did it and why they did it. And he talked about the Russia hoax. He talked about Ukraine. He talked about the impeachment that, that came after him, the, the fact that he was set up by the FISA courts with the, the Comey FBI and Andrew McCabe. He even talked about John Durham specifically in this speech. And what he talks about with John Durham is he says that he, the hardest thing for him to explain to his followers and people out there is why Durham hasn't done anything. And he even said in this speech that he's not sure if Durham's even going to get a report out because Durham didn't want to release the report before the election. And now it seems to me like this is what happened. President Trump has not only been set up by the Democrats and their criminal uh, mafia-like organization that surrounds that apparatus, but there's an apparatus inside of our government and it's called the deep state. And it's been setting up President Trump for this since day one. And it's almost as if President Trump can trust no one at this point, not even John Durham, not even these a supposed, you know, white gray hat people that are on the inside because nothing is turning out as it was advertised. And I think President Trump was lied to. And I think he's making that realization right now, which is why he said unequivocally that he will not concede this election, that he will not step down and that he has no intention of leaving the White House to Joe Biden, the criminal who stole this election from him using this voter fraud and this, you know, election uh, manipulation with Dominion voting. So when you hear a speech like that coming from the commander in chief of our country, the greatest country in the world, uh, I do believe that that lays the groundwork for what you're talking about when it comes to, you know, um, the suspension of habeas corpus, the implementation of martial law, bringing in the military, uh, getting rid of positis uh, comitas. I can't ever say that. Positis yeah. comitas, yeah. Uh, and and all of that would, to me, show that that. You know, President Trump's been giving us and trying to get us the information that was he was being given and he was just being lied to. And, you know, it doesn't matter when, but at least he's waking up to it now and he's ringing the alarm bell saying, look, I'm not leaving and I'm not going to turn this country over to a guy I know, given the information that I've received through what we've talked about uh, before. We talked about military intelligence, how it's involved with the QAnon thing. But moreoverly, now we're talking about Sidney Powell, the 305th. Military Intelligence Battalion, which is a subsect of a, another uh, 111th, uh, I think, param, uh, battalion uh, intelligence service there. I have all the, the stuff. I was going to do it in the show later. But um, yeah, he's getting the information directly from his military assets who are, uh, you know, doing their best right now to put it all together. This goes back to the Frankfurt server, uh, Frankfurt raid, uh, the servers that were obtained there through that raid um, where it seems that maybe we had at least four, maybe five soldiers who lost their lives in that raid, may their uh, souls rest in peace. And, and, you know, we pray for their families and we thank them for their patriotism and bravery to go in and do that. Um, 
lots of speculation about Gina Haspel right now, but I could see all these things happening. And I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to that because watch the speech, 45 minutes, 46 minutes, President Trump lays it all out. He has no intention of leaving. He outlines how corrupt the fake news is. He outlines how uh, criminal this election was and how none of the, the, none of the election results can be trusted. They cannot be trusted. There is no integrity in the election if, if we're, and, and it can't be allowed to stand because if you think that we let Joe Biden in and then, oh yeah, Trump will just run in four years and everything will be fine. We'll never win an election again. They'll have dominion votings in every state. They'll, they'll, all the Democrats will start slowly taking over each state house and everything else. And, and it'll just be magically, you know, the same thing where uh, endless COVID uh, will have mail-in vo voting forever. The mail-in ballots will just be used strategically, place by place, hit by hit to take down uh, each of the, the majorities that the Republicans hold. And uh, it'll be done in a way that it'll be impossible to, to examine or to, to prove because we won't even be in charge of the government anymore. We won't have we won't have people in, in positions of power to even help us facilitate investigations to uncover it. So we, we can either make a stand now or we lose our country. Uh, and that's, I think, what President Trump's calculations have come down to. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take a take a look at the video. I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, there's so many other things going on today, you know, with the different hearings with Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood, and they were breaking down what they what they've been dealing with there in Georgia, and then of course in Nevada they got um, the uh, the server, and well, I guess they they have their hands on the Dominion voting machines, and so supposedly they're going through the code and found all kinds of anomalies there that allow for you know election fraud, things that we've known from the beginning. So what, what we didn't know that we found out, you know, a few days ago, we suspected, we knew that Dominion had, you know, ties to Venezuela, to Hugo Chavez, to, you know, his, his buddies owning a big percentage of it, parts coming from China, you know, being created to flip elections. Like we knew the basics and we knew that uh, it was used in at least 29 states. Uh, turns out it looks like, um, you know, there's the ES&S systems, there's Dominion, and then there's um, a couple others that were used in the U.S., but it looks like in almost all 50 states, they were using these types of machines. And these types of machines, again, were created to flip to flip votes, according to the experts. And uh, what we found out, you know, a couple of days ago is that uh, it appears that uh, China owns about 75 percent um, of Dominion. So not only are we using a system that is created to flip elections, but it's actually against a hostile a hostile country is controlling the machines that owns the machines it's counting the votes and like they've said who do they want in office they want uh, they want biden in office so you're starting to see all this fraud that just comes out across the board so you got different country in our election which is actually numerous that they found out uh, you know with that server raid there uh, in frankfurt germany it appears there was numerous countries meddling in our election so that then would um be um, that that night, September twelfth, two thousand eighteen, the executive order that Donald Trump created about foreign interference. He has that he could lean on right now, just with all the information that he has. He could do all kinds of all kinds of things to overthrow this uh, this fraudulent election, just based off of the new intel that you know that we're just finding out that they've probably known for a long time. So. Every day, we just keep seeing more and more stuff, you know, whether it's these magical mystery ballots that um, appear out of nowhere, whether it's um, postal workers or subcontractors of postal workers, you know, coming forward saying, hey, look, you know, my trailer was stolen. There was somewhere around 144 to 288,000 ballots there. They've got these ballots that just uh, appear that are already, um, you know, filled out. 
and they're just showing up at uh, at random times at these polling centers for people to uh, to count. You know, we've seen like uh, Sean Parnell there in Georgia. He's uh, taking his case to the Supreme Court. I think, it, what is it, Article 77 or something like that, that he's, um, you know, he's basically trying to get them to overthrow because it was unconstitutional. And even he, he lost his seat. And it was funny because he lost his seat uh, or he, the seat he was running for. Uh, he was ahead that night. And then guess what? You know, in the morning, <laughs> yeah, he's not ahead anymore. And um, the, uh, the, I forget who it was. It was either the Secretary of State or somebody like that, somebody with the Elections Committee. Somebody came out and said that, you know, the guy that um, the guy he was running against is going to beat him by like 2%. And it was, it was crazy how, you know, all that stuff came to be. But anyways, my, my long, you know, ramble here is just we've seen now that this is a fraudulent election. Every time you tune into a hearing, the, the evidence is damning. The witnesses the witness testimony is damning. I mean, if, if you were to kill somebody um, and somebody saw you do it or say two people saw you do it, you're going to jail for murder. We've got thousands of people here that have all seen these crimes, these frauds take place, but yet nobody's going to prison. So I think you're right. And I think Trump can't really trust his justice system anymore. I think he was lied to. And I think it's time that uh, he definitely does something about this because it's not about electing Donald Trump. It's about making sure that we have a free and fair election going forward, that people don't take the most important thing from us as U.S. citizens. And that's our vote. That's the only way we can really affect change and get the country that we want, or at least have a voice to do it. And now we're all finding out our voice doesn't matter anymore. And we're just being lied to. So I definitely think it's time. Maybe this video that he did, you know, is a good step in the right direction. But I think it's now time for him to get his hands dirty and, and start moving forward. Because um, you can see that even the electoral college that we're supposed to be having on December 14th or by midnight on the 13th, you know, when you have these state legislatures that are in bed you know, with, with these fraudsters, you can't count on them to do the right thing either. So it's, it's going to get messy. And at the end of the day, like I always, I did a video a while back, I said, Trump wins, you know, regardless, because it could still go to Congress. Congress could, um, you know, basically challenge each one of those electoral votes. Then at the end, you end up with all 50 states plus DC getting one vote. And then in theory, they would vote for it's majority Republicans. So you would think that they would vote for Trump, but uh, regardless, he's going to win. But I think it's time for him to start, um, you know, people keep saying, when is something going to happen? When is something going to happen? I think, I think it's time. <laughs> I think, I think the win is now. I think uh, he needs to do something and they make it to where even the people out there that don't follow any of this stuff, they're like, damn, <laughs> I see why he did that. Well, what do you think? I mean, I think you're right. I, I think that, that there is a lot happening. A lot of people say, oh, when's it happen? When's it happen? Well, it is happening. I mean, Linwood, Sidney Powell, uh, all the legal uh, challenges across all the different swing states, President Trump coming out today with that speech, um, all of that combined, you know, to me says, yes, we are doing something now. Um, I think there's a few big problems that, that the few big obstacles that we have to overcome. The first one, um, you know, and this is aside from the obvious obstacles, which are the fraud and, and the election integrity that's been you know, destroyed and, and the Dominion voting systems, all that. The first one's got to be the fake news um, because you can't, the problem is, is that you have, and this is what, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, where, you know, it would be, you know, it's dangerous. It could be a slippery slope if you start arresting journalists and you start shutting down presses and then it is, it's very easy to, to start looking like, you know, communist Russia, communist China, where there is no freedom of the press. But 
And like we've talked about before, it's like, at what point do we draw the line and say, and say we can't let this happen anymore? We can't allow these people to go up there and lie because what they're doing is they're basically filling a powder keg right now. And they're standing over it with a match saying, if you, if you try to, to undo what we have established, which is that Joe Biden won this election, we're going to drop this match. And that match is going to basically metaphorically be them taking everything that they've set up over the last, you know, weeks since the election and and, and basically look, telling the, the, you know, let's just be honest, the, the uninformed electorate who, who, you know, those who don't take the time to really dive deep into these issues, those who actually trust still the fake news industrial complex, who believe the lies that they're shoveled on a regular basis and tell them that, hey, this fascist, like all those Antifa people, all that Black Lives Matter stuff who told you President Trump's a fascist, Nazi. Well, guess what? He is. He's going to overturn your vote, your election, because the Associated Press and CNN and Fox News, you know, why would Fox News lie to you? They're Republican. What 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 skin do they have in that game of lying to you and misrepresenting the, the truth of, of the election outcome? And they're going to say, we need to, to stand up to President Trump. And what that'll spark is just more, I believe, uh, hypothetically, if we, we follow down this line of, of logic and reasoning, violence in the streets, um, it would come to, to much more damage and destruction to our, our republic than um, you, know, you could even imagine. You, you, you can't, can't imagine the kind of damage that they can do just by spreading the lies that they, by weaponizing the lies they've already spread. And then, and like I've said, dropping the match on that powder keg, which they've been filling up day after day after day since the election by telling us that it's president-elect Joe Biden and it's vice president-elect uh, Kamala Harris and reporting from the office of the vice president or the president-elect, you know, and like these made-up things that don't exist and 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 these made-up results that don't exist that, you know, calling elections and, and governors who are you know, complete rhino fake, uh, you know, complete faking rhino traders like uh, in, in Arizona and Georgia and other places where they're certifying election results of, you know, completely fraudulent elections as I mean, the biggest thing to me is they were having that hearing in Phoenix the other day. And in the middle of the hearing, while you have a panel of, of Republican uh, uh, legislators listening to, to arguments, not only from, you know, the president's attorneys and everything, but from their constituency, from the, the public, from people who witnessed it, firsthand accounts. During the middle of that, the governor decides to go and certify the results of the election. And that to me is them saying that, that they're kind of thumbing their nose it, to, to the American people and saying, there's nothing you can do about what we're going to do. We're, we're going to do this with or without your consent. And that's the opposite of what a democracy is. That's the opposite of what a republic was, was made to be. So I, it's, it's really, my calculation is this, it's how much, how, how long can we, can the fake news and, and big tech censor and keep this information from the public is that it's like, however long they can keep it away from the public, that's how long you're going to see this continue to go the way it's going, because the, it has to be, there has to come a point where people stand up and say no more, you know, and, and enough people have to be awake to say this is criminal. We have to stand up. But at right now, I just don't see the numbers yet in, in people being, you know, awakened to this because they've done such a good job 
and I hate to say it, at, at silencing and suppressing this information. I mean, look at what they did ahead of the election, deleting my channel and a bunch of others off YouTube. It wasn't just that. It was a very calculated, uh, um, you know, move on their part, a part of a, a very broad plan to, you know, systematically dismantle our ability to communicate information to the public to make us weak and vulnerable to their lies and deception. And it's working so far. And I think that the more we get on shows like this, the more people like you and hopefully others out there who are in YouTube land who, who still are in the good graces of their corporate overlords, uh, their big tech overlords, uh, would, would stand up for the truth and stand up for what's right and report on this information and, and have people come on their shows and do this kind of stuff. Um, that, that makes a huge difference. But you know, we got to keep waking people up. You got to tell your family, your friends, you got to tell a friend to tell a friend. You have to, to get on the phone, get on your Facebook. And if they delete you, then make a new one. Keep going. And, and just, you know, and if they delete you off Twitter, make a new one. Just don't relent and keep spreading this. And we have to build up a coalition that's big enough to stand up to them, to show them. Because they're not going to, until they're actually afraid of us doing something, meaning coming together and, and moving into the streets, like, and not like Antifa, we're not violent criminals. We're not talking about uh, going out there and committing crimes. We're talking about standing up in force to these uh, tyrants and these individuals who are trying to destroy this nation. That would be my, um, that'd be my best way to put it. Uh, that's how we overcome it. So um, yeah, I, I think that's what we have to, to focus on is getting together in that sense uh, uh, collectively. And, and overcoming this uh, uh, fake news. People can hear me now. What's up? No, I was having some connection Yeah, issues. you look like you're um, breaking up like there. The yeah, I'm still fine. I guess I'm good on YouTube. They, they like me now, so I'm back in their good graces. They haven't disconnected my <laughs> feed yet. Nice. So hopefully, uh, in one second. All right, well, I'll just keep the show going while you take a break. Um, yeah, so... Ladies and gentlemen, look, uh, if you're here, make sure you go give this man a, a like and a subscribe uh, on his channel and uh, make sure you go download that Monarch wallet, support this kind of independent minded patriot who loves his country. Robert uh, Beatles is a, is an amazing man and, and I'm blessed to be here on the show and, you know, truly is uh, to all you guys out there. I'm reading the comments as we go. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you for, for all your support. And uh, I know we're, we're over 100 million strong, somebody said in the comments, but we just have to be able to co to um, coordinate our, our efforts a little bit better and, and to, to show because we're going up against massive, massive, uh, powerful industries, corporate industries. Um, and that's pretty much where, you know, we're having the biggest issue. And, and speaking of technical issues, it looks like Robert's uh, going in and out and uh, that's fine because I'll, I'll carry the show. If you guys want also, you can tune into my show later at justinformednews.com. Shameless plug. Uh, I'll be posting a show later after this uh, episode here with Robert and uh, hopefully we'll get him back on here in a minute. But um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, where we're at. Um, Robert, are you there? Oh, I got a split face here go over here well it looks like we're still live on youtube um so to everybody out there on youtube i'm right. <laughs> let's try that 
man, I'm telling you, I don't know what happened. Everything just went wonky here. Everything just. It's all right. It's all right. I carried the show through, I think. Uh, it's, it, but I, I do also think that, you know, big tech's messing with us big time. They, they don't want this out there. They don't want this kind of information getting out. They, they're just showing, I mean, not in this particular instance, but they definitely want to uh, silence us. So for what it's worth. Yeah. Craziness. Craziness. Yeah, they've been. You know, messing definitely with the notifications. So nobody's uh, being notified that, you know, when we go live, um, you know, the the live views have just, you know, plummeted. You know, they were like 10x, you know, 15x what they are right now. And then I just get hit up, you know, throughout the night. I had no idea that, uh, you know, you had a streamer, you know, that a uh, video released or so they end up watching the stuff at night. It's crazy. And then now, you know, my entire Internet just went uh, down just on just on this one channel, just, just here on YouTube, everything else is working fine. So some wonkiness I can't explain, but um, yeah, so much crazy stuff going on out there in the world. I'm not exactly sure uh, what you uh, left, um, where you left out or left, uh, left off on, but um, did you see what um, I guess was just uh, released like in the past day or so where Soros was, um, he bought into, uh, was it Palantir? You know, like a, a week before, did you see that uh, that article where they talk about Soros's investment in Palantir? No, uh, you have to refresh me on that. Yeah, so um, it, let me see if I can pull it up over here. Yeah, Palantir is you know like a, a big, you know, a huge software company of sorts. They do um, all kinds of things, whether it's uh, products and services for uh, services, you know, for for businesses. Uh, it appears that. Um, when you look over here at their, they're about, let's see your solutions. So they do AI, they do ML, they do uh, cyber financial compliance, insurance, law enforcement, manufacturing, pharma, skywise sales and revenue. Uh, let's see what else intelligence, defense, case management. They have all these different solutions that they offer. And I saw that uh, Soros's company had bought into it uh, before the election. So I wasn't sure if there was uh, anything that you heard about this or if it's just, you know, a, a nothing burger. It doesn't mean anything or, you know, what what your thoughts on it were. But if you haven't well, seen if, it, then... if, Soros, if Soros is involved, it means something. He, he doesn't just do it for no reason. He's always involved. He's got his hands in everything that he thinks he needs in order to uh, subvert and undermine the sovereignty and security of the United States of America to benefit him and his globalist pals who have uh, no other intention than to turn our country into a you know, third world country and destroy it and turn over the global hedge money to communist China, because in communist China, you can buy your way into power. And that's what they want. They want a system that's not based on laws and uh, justice. They want a system that's based on favors and corruption. And uh, that's what the global, the whole idea of globalism is about, you know, people go, oh, well, who are you talking about when you say these globalists? Well, it's the, the banksters, the global banking cartels. It's the the financial, uh, you know, um, hedge fund managers and, and their their other cohorts in digital uh, tech and 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 the other spaces in media, they, they don't. They, there's no. They have no intention of of playing by the rules. They want to just be able to buy uh, whatever power is needed, buy influence, and and that's what they got in return when they were helped to get people like Clinton elected, elected Bush elected, Obama elected. All these people. You know, they turned they either will willfully engaged in it or they turned a blind eye to it. So that's uh, the system that they want to reinstate. And that's what George Soros's end goal is with the Rothschilds and the House of Saud. You know, they they, they want to live in um, some sort of 
you know, oligarchy or, or you know, global oligarchy where, where it's just the, the corporate elites who run the world, not the people who, who left to live in it, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. And, and one of the things, too, um, you know, just speaking to that a little bit with Soros, it was uh, interesting hearing, you know, Lynn Wood talk about him. Um, you know, I don't did you see the rally today? More and more people, you know, are dropping the S-bomb. You know, more and more people are mentioning his name when you saw people on Fox or whatever, whenever it was mentioned, they would just quickly move along and nothing to see here. But his name's being mentioned more and more. And so. I'm hoping that you know some of the the people out there that uh, aren't awake to what what globalism is, what this reset is. They start looking into stuff like this, and they start to realize how deep this goes, and how many people were infected. And then it really, then it really goes to show why these people in the legislature or, or the governors and people like that, why they're um, you know doing what they're doing. You got to look and see how many district attorneys were put into power by Soros money. How many people um, you know are made money from uh, Dominion uh, that are in places of power uh, just to kind of see how deep this stuff all goes. And I, I can't wait um, to when this stuff is explained. I just wish Trump would put together a nice little 30 minute video where it just puts everything into perspective for the normal person with just damning evidence that shows, you know, how deep this goes, who's all involved, why the government's failed and why he's got to step in and, and kind of clean it up, you know, like, uh, like our, our forefathers did in the, in the beginning when they created this, uh, this great uh, country. Um, I'm excited to see what's, uh, you know, what's, what's coming next because it definitely seems like it's, it's building up and something here has to happen shortly. I think part, I mean, that kind of was what the speech today was with uh, president Trump was he, I mean, it's like, how many other ways can he say it without outright saying, you know, I'm not leaving. These people are criminals. I mean, because that's exactly if you read between the lines in the speech that he gave today, which I'm sure you'll watch after this and, and your, your huge audience here, I'm sure we'll all go check it out whenever they get a chance um, that, that when you watch it, you go, hmm. It's like, how many different ways can he say in the same speech, in the same breath, almost, uh, you know, it's illegal. It's criminal. It was stolen. They used COVID to get mail-in ballots so that they could illegally manufacture them to use them with the Dominion voting machines to fraudulently steal the election. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm, you know, I can put two and two together. I know you probably can too. And, and your audience surely can all of us, you know, we're, we're, we're smart individuals and it's just amazing. It's like, it's almost as if the president is telling us that a conspiracy run by Democrats was used to steal the 2020 election and that he has no intention of turning over to of conceding this election when he knows for a fact that there was fraud. It, and it's so to me, it's like, well, he's telling us he's saying it. And that's why this in speech day, and I keep referencing it. I know you haven't seen it, so I don't want to keep droning on about it, but that's why it's so important is because once you see it, um, it, it, it illuminates a lot of what is what you just outlined. Like you want a 30 minute speech. Well, he gave you 45 minutes of it, like explicitly, but I know what you're talking about. You want more like here are the treasonous traitors. Here's the cabal. Here's each one by name, by name, but he does name names. He says, Comey, he says, McCabe. He's, and, and that's the more important side of it, too, for now, at least, is, you know, President Trump can combat the globalists, you know, as he has been doing via the military and other things and, and other executive orders, which we can go back to 2016, even and 17, I should say, when he was issuing his first executive orders. 
where he was targeting, you know, funds gained by people through human connections to human trafficking and those, and, and you know, that, and then you saw the, the huge swath of CEOs start resigning and people like Eric Schmidt resigned from, from Google and, uh, and, and, you know, people like George Soros started uh, right before all that started moving all of his money into, you know, nonprofits, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I would say that in, in overall, um, he's president Trump's in the, in the process of doing it. And if, and, and the tone that he is presenting now, especially given what I've heard today, it indicates to me that, that there's no, there's no doubt in his mind that he won this election and that because he has no doubt that he won this election, he has a, a resolve, which I haven't seen in him in, in quite a while now, uh, to, to never, to con never concede and never step down and, and rightfully so. I, I think that he would be doing a disservice to our country and he would almost be betraying his office if he were to leave the White House and turn over power to a man uh, in Joe Biden, who he knows is corrupt, who is a criminal, who has been engaged in sedition and treason against this nation um, and sold us out to our foreign adversaries, as it seems to be. Uh, when you look at the evidence uh, through his business dealings and his actions in the past where he openly admits even on camera in front of the uh, Council on Foreign Relations that he, you know, uh, basically had a, a prosecutor removed from power uh, by threatening to withhold, you know, U.S. aid billion dollars to Ukraine, who was investigating his son's company who, whom, with whom. He was making, you know, who knows how many millions of dollars and in, in was kicking that back to his father in the process. So, I mean, to me, I, the writing's on the wall. President Trump's just got to keep keep moving in the direction. And, and I think he will, given what I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch that video. Uh, hopefully, um, you know. There wasn't too many spoilers here for people, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd really love yeah, to see a, a video though, where for the normal people that don't think he, that he's just, you know, just, just talking, he actually has, you know, people like videos of them committing the crimes, bank statements, you know, them taking the money, you know, them on tape, you know, you know, damning, you know, getting caught damning people. Um, you know, like you see Lynn Wood down there in Georgia, where he's calling out the, uh, you know, the governor, he's calling out the secretary of state saying that they're dirty, saying that they took money, um, you know, saying that they're, they put those machines in um, and they got paid to do it. They're working against the people. You know, I think just like a 30 minute reel of just like what's really been going on, you know, if, if Pelosi and Feinstein and those types of people were all involved in this stuff, just like a, a 30 minute video where people just sit down and see how bad this has gotten, why he needs to step forward and step up and, and get his hands dirty a little bit and clean things up. I think that'd be, that'd be incredible. Um, we got a bunch of people in the chat that he could have a video of these people like killing puppies in a basement and the media <laughs> would go on the news the next day and be like, why do we, why we need to kill all puppies? And like, here, here's five facts about how puppies are dangerous. It's like, it's like, <laughs> that's the level of insanity we're dealing with right here. Yeah. And, and what, what I meant was that video would be coming out as they pause the media, you know what I mean? So he would have yeah. to suspend media to where he could actually get the truth out to people. So that way, you know, they're not getting nothing but spin. You know, they're actually showing these people at these media stations and and all their corruption. You know, just basically breaking it down for people from, you know, soup to nuts. Exactly how bad this is. Who's all involved? 
pausing the mainstream media, maybe just taking it over. I know it sounds crazy, but you know the U.S. has done this in other countries where they take over the media, they take over television, they broadcast, they've taken over elections, they've done all kinds of stuff. We might be to a point here in the U.S. where that needs to happen, and and uh, he just kind of shows everybody how bad this is, and then takes action um, shortly or while it's while it's being played. I think that would be, I think that'd be uh, probably a good thing for people. Um, we got a lot of people here in the chat. Can you see the chat on your side? Um, you know here. Oh yeah, I've been no, watching sure the chat. You guys are so awesome. Uh, so many positive messages, and yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah, love you, love you, love the fam out there, guys and gals. Bunch of true patriots, bunch of amazing people there. We got uh, AKA Action. What is going on? We got Rhonda, Coro, a whole bunch of great people in here. Sherry Maddox. So, um, do you have any questions? Anybody have any questions for just informed talk? Any questions for him? He doesn't get um, you know to be on YouTube you know too often, <laughs> you know for obvious reasons. Um, so it's great that we I'm, have. I'm, him here, so I'm verboten on YouTube. They don't allow me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it says, uh, so Lori, she says that um, Twitter suspended uh, Sydney Powell's accounts. Did you see that where they suspended, um, I think it was Krakenwood 1 in Krakenwood? Those were. I those mean, were it was that one of her accounts or. Yeah, I think her main her main account's still up, but those are the Krakenwood accounts. Both of them got taken down today um, right after that hearing or right during that hearing that they were having down there. I mean, look, so if, you, if you ask me if I'm surprised that Twitter is, is manipulating their platform, it's like, at this point, I mean, like I said, the same thing with the puppies, it's like, they, they would have a little uh, a little overlay that says, like, puppies are evil, like, literally, uh, fact checkers have decided puppies are evil, like, that would be their... Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty crazy when your, your fact checkers, you know, are, are basically just uh, agents of the DNC or or whatever. You know, they're just out there. I don't doing... even think fact checkers are real. I think they're just like. Did you see some made up thing? thing? Yeah, it's just some, some guy. They, pictures of, they look like those Antifa people. You know, they look crazy. Well, even if, I mean, even if they are real, but I don't think they are. I think that it's just they're not. They're just saying what is the corporate script. They write an email to their boss saying like. Have you seen this? What 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 do you think? And they're like, nope, not gonna allow that. And it's like, okay, well, we're not gonna allow that. Fact checkers have disputed your election results. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of that too. You know, like you said, could be algorithms. Maybe it's just in the software. Maybe they don't really exist. It's just AI algorithms. is no. AI is one of the biggest biggest threats to our country. I think that that's out there right now. But biggest threats to the world. Because, I mean, it's so funny. I was, I happened to be watching like some older episodes of the X-Files. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. Um, some of the earlier year ones where, you know, you're talking about like back in the early 90s and they're talking about AI and they're like, AI is so dangerous. Like it could, it could almost decide like what you eat and when you eat. And, but now today I'm like thinking they were so off. Like AI is not only is it evil, but it is, you know, it's like that how that, that, computer in 2001 space odyssey but like worse <laughs> like even more bloodthirsty and dangerous like so i i think we need to be really careful with all that but yeah okay let's go to the comments i'm sorry i don't want to keep rambling yeah, yeah no yeah, no, it's if you look at McChrystal, what he talked about back in what was it may of this year where they were talking about using ai to target uh basically trump supporters you know so they would use that across all social media and, and media platforms to 
you know, suspend, shut us down, whatever. He talks about their their AI platform that was specifically designed to do that. It was actually DARPA funded. It was DARPA code that ended up becoming uh, just open source, and they took it and, and they twisted it to basically target Trump supporters. So I think that was in May or somewhere around there, March, where they talk, talked about that. But um, yeah, so you got a lot of people in here that uh, that love and miss you. You know, so where um, where can they find you now? Where are you posting your videos now for for everybody that uh, you know wants to check and you know see all the new stuff that you're doing and all the new videos and content that you're dropping? Well, I got to be fair and, and honest with you. I I did do a little shameless plug while you were having technical difficulties earlier, but uh, to you reiterate, oh, yeah, <laughs> to reiterate for all you out there, um, justinformednews.com com is the official website that's where i post all my videos now first before i post them on places like bitshoot and rumble uh, but they are up on bitshoot.com slash justinformedtalk and rumble.com slash justinformedtalk but that's the main website you want to go there to get all your information how you can donate and support my channel because i have had i've been kicked off of youtube then i was kicked off patreon now they're they basically have frozen my gofundme account so I have to now use like this thing called Fundly, which is basically like GoFundMe. It's a different platform. It's the only way I can support the work and, and financially support my channel. So, um, you know, if you want to support it, you can find all the stuff there at justinformnews.com. And uh, thank you to everyone out there. And make sure you go support uh, Robert, Crypto Beatles. This channel is probably one of the only channels out there that's doing uh, one of the few channels left on YouTube, at least that's that's has the courage to bring people like myself on and others who I watch on his channel all the time now. Um, and if you guys aren't supporting Robert, go do it. But yeah, justinformnews.com. Uh, and you can also go, I'm on Twitter at justinform you, the letter U. So just inform you is the handle. And uh, <clears throat> I'm on parlor, <clears throat> excuse me, at justinformed talk on parlor. So uh, yeah, that's, those are the, the main ways you can find me these days. Uh, no more YouTube, but you know, that is what it is. I, I persevere. What can I say? Love it. Yep. It's not uh, about, you know, falling off the horse. It's about, you know, getting back up and you definitely done that. You know, you just keep, you just keep posting content and keep delivering, um, you know, amazing, amazing viewpoints for people. So yeah, God bless you for, for sure. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of love here in the, in the chat, you know, missing you. So that's, that's great that they can find you there. Uh, what about PayPal? Do you have a PayPal that, um, that you use that people can help I, support? I don't, uh, I don't have a know, PayPal. The only reason I've not used the PayPal is because everyone I know who does what I do has had their PayPal taken away. So I'm not going to start, you know, getting invested with a company I know is going to turn around and just deplatform me as soon as they realize who I am. So uh, that's pretty much uh, I stay away from the PayPal side of it. But uh, Fundly seems to be doing well. I, I, I've been able to, to have no issues there so far. And, and people I've talked to said, that the uh, processor, the payment processor there is not going to, you know, defund or, or rip us down yet, uh, thankfully. So uh, it seems to be one of the few ways that uh, you can uh, uh, get, you know, there to support the channel. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm 100% I'm support, supported by you guys out there. I have no uh, independent funding. I'm not backed by some corporate, you know, corporation or some big time sponsor. I have... I have to take care of a family and, you know, and, and pay my bills, but uh, God provides. And I've never, you know, every time that, that there's been a door that's closed, you know, a window has been opened and God's continued to show me 
uh, a path. And and I want to share it. Can I share a verse real quick with your audience from, from the Bible? Because, you know, I am a Christian evangelist. It's my first and foremost thing. But, and, and this is a verse that, that kind of talks about what we're talking about here about how I've gotten through all this and how, you know, I see people like Robert getting through it because he's a man of faith as well. I know that how we all can get through this. And this is out of second Thessalonians chapter two, verse 13 through 16. And it talks about standing firm in the faith. And it says, but we must always thank God for you, <clears throat> brothers and sisters loved by the Lord, because from the beginning, God has chosen you for salvation through sanctification by the spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel so that you might obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold to the traditions you were taught, either by our message or by our letter. And may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal encouragement and good hope by grace, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good work and word. And what I take away from that is, and what I hope you guys take away from it, is that we need to stand firm in our faith right now through all of this adversity, and God will provide everything that we need. And as it says here, that if we put our faith in Jesus and we put our faith in God, that the encouragement will come to our hearts and strengthen us in every good work and deed that we do. And uh, what else can I say? That's how I get through this. That's how I manage to uh, always keep my head up. And, and I am blessed to be able to, to come hang out with Robert and, and you and, and the audience here. Uh, because you know he's making an environment that is that is basically what we need as patriots. And I, I keep I wanted to mention this last time, but I have I'm so thankful for you, Robert. And I know you were saying I think your great 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 uncle was was Ben Franklin or something to that. And and I just think that's so cool how that, that the legacy of the generations that that through all that now look at where you are. You know you you go down it was it was ingrained in, in you then and your family then and now you're here and i think that's so cool so that's that's what a blessing to be here with you and god bless you and your family and, and hopefully we will start a new revolution and continue to keep this country great with uh people like you i, I think we're in good hands well god bless you back and you know it's um it's, it's always great to have you on and one of the things that when my my dad retired he really started getting into genealogy and he just, you know, created this family tree that goes back all the way to King William the Conqueror, and, you know, our family ties that go all the way back to Charlemagne and all this stuff. And then when he started getting into the, into the 19th century, he started sending me more, um, you know, more, uh, just, you know, interesting, interesting links and, you know, finding out that, you know, related to, to Wyatt Earp. Uh, I thought, I thought he was an uncle, but he's a, he's a cousin. And then finding out last weekend that, uh, Daniel Boone is one of our great uncles. And then finding out, you know, that, you know, of course, um, you know, uh, old, old Benny, old Benny Franklin, you know, being a great, 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 great uncle or something like that. And so, you know, it's, it's really cool that my dad takes the time to kind of go back and, and, you know, see, see where our roots are at and why, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, growing up, um, I always did things a little bit differently than other people. I've always kind of gone against the grain, never really followed the, you know, the, the beaten path kind of always did my own thing, always had my own thoughts of sorts and things always worked out really well. And of course, you know, God, number one, um, you know, great family, great team stuff like that but yeah it's it's crazy you can't um you can't deny genetics you can't deny your dna right so i'm sure if we went back and we looked at your family you know from, from centuries ago you know you'd probably be doing the same types of patriotic stuff you know well, it's uh i, it's I like mean my, these birds i don't know that, to create nests 
Well, my family is not that famous, but I know that. Um, so like my great, great, great grandfather was in the Civil War and uh, he was in the Union side and he was a drummer boy. And I actually have his official discharge papers from when he uh, was discharged honorably after the Civil War concluded. But he was a drummer boy in the Civil War. So I imagine, you know, him marching into battle, which is way more brave than what I'm doing. But, you know, beating that drum, you know, bullets flying by your head. And it almost is the same kind of feeling that you get when you're on these digital, you know, battlegrounds where it's like, you know, they're coming after you. They're they're deleting everything and they're trying to put you out of business and defame you and shut you down. But obviously, like I said, not nearly as brave. But and then my my grandfather was a medical officer in the Navy. So I have I have the lineage of a patriot. But I wanted to say one thing because I saw a question was asked here and I got to address this because it's somebody named yeah. Rhonda Kurdrana. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, but Rhonda said, who is just informed TTS on YouTube and is it legit? And I've seen this channel and it, I don't know who it is, but it's an, it's that anonymous person, you know, the guy Fox, the British voice, like from V for Vendetta with the mask. And they made a channel called just informed TTS, which I think they were just taking advantage of like the Google, whatever it is, searches for just informed T, which is like just informed talk. And then that, that gives them, you know, the, the pull for the, the whatever the, the searches are. And uh, no, I don't they're not legit as far as I'm concerned. And they, I don't I don't endorse or condone any of that stuff. And uh, I think that that's all deep state garbage that's put out there to try to like uh, just to deceive people. Because I watched one of the videos and I was like. This is it's it's like that whole, you know, I think the whole anonymous thing with the, the, when that got popular with a lot of the stuff was just funded by the, the deep state. It was all like the Obama administration's ploy to, you know, kind of trick people into following their, you know, whatever um, mis, uh, limited hangout, you know, misdirections that they were trying to put out there. So that's my opinion. Uh, I and mean, that's all you have to know is like, go look at the, the your Anon Central account on uh, Twitter where it's like basically got a million plus view, uh, followers and they're like putting out anti-Trump stuff all the time. It's like, okay, yeah, really uh, believe that. It's not some deep state shill operations being run to deceive the American people. So uh, yeah, I just had to, I just, that was one of the questions I caught my eye and I'm like, hmm, yeah, I need to address that. Cause I, I thought about that the other day when I was looking that up. Yeah, yeah. So it's so peeps. It's uh, definitely not uh, this just informed. What do you think about uh, AKA Action? They're asking, um, or he's asking, uh, what's your opinion on vaccines and then possibly being mandatory? You think that's coming? You saw in the UK there where they approved um, was it uh, Pfizer? I think yesterday or day before. So uh, according to now, we don't need any kind of vaccine, um, you know, certification to be traveling. They're not going to require that that vax card yet, but who knows if it's coming. What's, what's some of your thoughts on it? Well, I look, I pray it doesn't, I actually did. I tweeted something out today on, on Twitter about this exact thing. Yahoo news put out an article today, basically posing the question, uh, should vaccines be made mandatory? And, uh, oh, <laughs> is that a, what kind of puppy is that? Uh, it's it's a little poodle. You know, it's it's actually the uh, the wife's dog. It's, it's the wife's dog, but she you know she would never admit that. You know, she just loves me and follows me around everywhere. She's always at my feet, always. And right now, she just oh, needed to wow. jump up and say hi to, to no, you no, and the fam out there. I know I had to say hi. That's that's awesome, dog. But 
Yeah, I, I highlighted this article, uh, Yahoo News today. Uh, they were saying should mandatory should vaccines be mandatory, and what they're doing is they're playing the seed. I think that you know pre 9/11, nobody thought that the world would change the way it did. I think post and, and post 9/11, you know, you saw everything change into you know this kind of uh, command control. You know, you can't you can't even you know bring a bottle of water into an airport without having being you know strip searched by TSA and fondled. So um, I, I think that that what they're doing is they're using COVID to try to plant the seeds for this. I think they're going to try to do it. I don't think they'll succeed in America. I do, unfortunately, foresee it becoming some sort of mandatory, uh, uh, you know, requisite, uh, you know, requisite to, to travel internationally from other countries to other countries. I think they're going to use the COVID thing. It's going to be it, it will be just like 9-11. It'll be a pre-COVID and post-COVID world um, that we'll live in. And uh, I'm sorry to say that. It's unfortunate. I don't, like I said, I don't, I, I highly doubt they'll be able to get that uh, over in the United States unless we let them steal this election. Unless we let them put Joe Biden in the office, unless we stop standing up to these tyrants, then then I, I don't know that we have a chance to, to stop that. But I think if, if everything goes the way it should go, then, then we'll be able to stop it here at least. But Probably not globally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how deep to go with this because, I mean, when when you look at how just flawed the entire uh, notion of, of of the whole system when it comes to vaccine, um, I mean, it's it's just set up against the people. I mean, when you have the the corporations that create these, the, you know, this poison, and you can't even sue them, you end up having to sue, you know, the uh, what is it, Department of Health, and then they're supported or they're defended by the Department of Justice. And so, if you're trying to sue Pfizer, you end up suing, you know, the the Secretary of Health, and he's, um, uh, of course, defended by the Department of Justice, and they cap you at at two hundred thousand dollars. And so, when you hear about all these people, they get sick, and and there's really no recourse for them. And when you look, I mean, the, the stuff that's in it. Stuff that's in it. I mean, good God! I don't know if you saw everything from you know, uh, you know, aborted, you know, fetal, uh, you know, cells to you know, thimerosal, squalene, mercury. It's just well, I'm not a medical doctor, and I don't have a a high degree of understanding of a lot of these things, other than you know the doctors that I do listen to who talk about it. And I know that the one thing they keep talking about, and I hear overlapping through all these doctors who, who have talked about this, is the mRNA factors. That, that come into these new vaccines and how they're going to actually start changing our DNA. And that's actually a part of the, um, the, the operation to, to basically digitize humans. And uh, I think that that is something they want. They, they want to basically make it impossible for you to, uh, to, to fake who you are basically, but that goes even deeper to where they want to biometrically be able to observe and, and, to uh, scan you and basically uh, monitor you. So that's why you wear your eye watch on your wrist and it, it monitors your heart rate. It monitors your pulse, your oxygen levels. They want to have that connected to a system that's ingrained in your DNA that can actually give it more uh, um, factors to, to understand and to, to monitor so that they can control you. That's really what it is. It's about control. No matter what they say at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's not for your safety. It's not for the betterment of mankind. It's to control you and make you into a um, basically a more machine-like because they're trying to integrate us with the AI. I think that's the end goal of it all. And I think that the vaccine is the first step toward that because they have to have a, a, something that they can forcibly put into our bodies that um, deforms or, or, or manipulates our DNA in such a way that, that makes it easily, you know. Um, but that's just my uh, 
you know, <laughs> complete novice understanding from, from the perspective of a complete um, layman. So that's my take. on Yeah. It. Yeah. No, I hear you. And, and a lot of the stuff people just, you know, yeah, there's not enough scientific evidence to, to, to justify ever putting any of that stuff in, into a human body. I mean, when you look at, um, what is it? It's Kennedy. Um, I forget uh, his first name. Um, but he's, you know, he's Robert. always, yeah, Robert Kennedy. There you go. He's always talking about, you know, you know, vaccines and in the protocols and how there's never been, you know, basically like a placebo test, you know, where you just have a kid that uh, is just never vaccinated. And then you have somebody that is, and they just run them side by side to see who's, who's healthier, you know, who's not the fact that they don't even have that, that that's never been done um, should tell you a lot. Right. So um, I hope that it doesn't go the way of where you need a, a vax to travel where you need some kind of card. I hope it doesn't go that way. Hopefully, um, you know, we, you know, we take control of our country and, um, you know, enough people wake up to where um, this isn't, we're not going to go down this road. Um, but man, that would, that would be awful if there ends up being two societies, uh, one society of people that, uh, you know, do it and another society that don't. And the ones that do are the only ones that can go out and partake and travel and sporting events and things like that. And because you've already seen Ticketmaster, you know, they, they're already like implementing it. Right. So you're going to have to have like a show your vaccinations to, to be able to sit in the, in the good well, seats. They're, they're, Ticketmaster was quick to pull back on that. They said it was going to be like some kind of voluntary thing and it's for the, the performers sure, but, to decide. But, but that's, sure that's the thing is that I think that it won't take root heavily in America specifically because it's, it's a very, it, it's an issue that crosses the political spectrum. It, it's a very, it's on both sides. People are against this. People don't want it. People stand are standing up to it. So I, I do think that uh, it will be very tough to pull off here in America. But if you look at the way that they control European societies, uh, if you look at the way they control, especially Chinese or Asian, Chinese, all those different cultures out there. And I don't think it would be a hard sell for them to do it globally. And then that would, it, in, in and of itself initiate some sort of global travel restrictions. And uh, that's why I'm glad I did a little traveling before in the first part of president Trump's office, uh, the first part of his, his administration, the first couple of years, because I did uh, somebody was, I kept hearing people predicting that there was going to be some global restrictions on travel. And I was like, well, I might as well get out and travel a little bit. And uh, I'm glad I did it. But now it's like, you can't even, I have a passport, but what good is it? It's like, you can't go anywhere. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty unfortunate. I mean, when you look, even going to Hawaii, say you're in the United States, any part, you know, like California, Nevada, whatever. Now they've got like a 14 day, um, you know, what is it? Um, you gotta, you have to basically self quarantine for like 14 days. It's it's crazy. Just all the stuff that they're doing for a flu that has like a 99.9 percent, you know, survival rate. Literally, like I like I tell people, I mean, you literally have a higher chance of dying from going to driving down to go take a test than you from the disease itself. Like I know so many people that, you know, that have got the Rona, you know, they've got it and, and they've recovered. We've always had the flu. We've always had influenza. We can plainly see that this is, this is not about uh, safety. It's, you know, it's totally about, uh, you know, it's, it's just about submission. They're just, so they're just keep pushing us and pushing us just to see, you know, how far, um, how far they can, they can take it and what they can get away with. And what I, what I'm, you know, it, it breaks my heart when I when I walk around and I see all these people and these children and masks and there's all these studies that say that only they only help like 0.3 percent of the time, and then you see people turning on other people because they're not wearing the mask, something like you would see out on like Nazi Germany. And it's just it breaks my heart to see all this stuff. 
people just listen to us, they, they've successfully brainwashed a lot of people because first of all i'm out here in california you, you you're familiar with this area as well i i see commercials on all the time that says these commercials are insane man they're like don't accidentally kill someone wear a mask and you're like what like they're accusing you of basically manslaughter for not wearing a mask and then the other day that they're really effective at brainwashing kids because i was out uh at the golf course the other day hitting hitting some balls with a, a buddy of mine and he's you know a young kid college kid uh, graduating i'm not going to say his name but he's a he's a you know a, a professor he's trying to become a professional athlete he's a high school or he's a, a college senior he's he's plays baseball as a pitcher and uh you know, but the, at the end of the day, you know, we were leaving the, the round and, and I went to shake his hand and uh, he gives me the fist bump. He's like, I, I love my grandpa. I don't I don't I can't shake your hand. And I thought to myself, you know, this is the level of brainwashing that they have these kids, these kids indoctrinated to where they, they actually believe that, you know, they're superheroes because they're you know wearing masks and not shaking hands when they just ignore the science behind it. Like you said, the ninety nine point nine nine for most people percent rate of uh, recovery and, and how even that number, I think, is not even truly indicative of because, I mean, like, look at any other. What, where was this before COVID? Like, where were the masks and the, the social distancing and the, the no handshaking and, and all this stuff when, you know, things like MRSA and, and pneumonia and the flu were around? I mean, that killed thousands and thousands of people. Nobody cared. But now all of a sudden we should care because COVID? because it came from China, because the media says we should care, because they cover it nonstop as a way to, to avoid covering President Trump. It's like they what they did is they realized that the inundation of their airwaves, the fake news, which President Trump, whether it was positive or negative, ultimately benefited President Trump because it, whether it's good press or bad press, it's press. And President Trump was getting press. So they had to create something that took the press away from Trump and sucked the air out of the room. And that's all COVID does, really is it gives them a headline story that they can use any night, every night, that will take the wind out of any major leading story about President Trump or his administration, whether good or bad, because they just don't want to have his name mentioned anymore. Because the Streisand, the Streisand effect alone is what brought a lot of people to go look at Trump, whether it was good or bad. And when the press talked bad about President Trump, it brought more eyes on President Trump. And then all of a sudden, people saw President Trump and went and researched it for themselves and realized he's not crazy. He's not a racist. He's not a, a misogynist. He's not an evil, egotistical maniac. He's actually a normal guy who's telling, you know, telling the American people the truth. And that's what they tried to avoid. That's what this, I mean, that's the two prong thing, because I think COVID was obviously to get mail in votes, but it, it, it has that other effect that, that, you know, so they were killing a lot of birds with one stone here. No, I got you. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, we don't read the chat here and I'll listen in to you. Um, you know, obviously the people here know that th this obviously is being exaggerated. Um, you know, I, I can't believe that they don't talk about, you know, the, what is it, 460,000 missing kids in the United States every year alone. You know, they, they don't talk about that, but they talk about these deaths, um, these 225, 250,000 people where, you know, they these these institutions these hospitals are incentivized essentially to say that it's covid i've got family that are nurses and they they tell me you know hey look we're incentivized to say everything is covid because we get more federal money we get this we get that if we just say it's the flu or something like that then they don't they don't get paid the same way they don't get the same subsidies so it's it is completely 
they've they've rigged the system. They've gamed it to where these people are incentivized, these these corporations, these hospitals, these for-profit entities to essentially just keep reporting everything as COVID. So you've seen that the flu is down to 5%, right? So pneumonia, the flu, influenza, all that kind of stuff is like 5%. You see people that are, you know, dying, um, you know, they die like of a motorcycle accident or something like that. They fall off a ladder, you know, they die. They, it's, it's, it's the Rona. It's really sad what's happening in, in the people that just, you know, there's, there's, there's people that are standing up, um, but not enough. And so, you know, it's really going to take, it's going to take something more than what we're doing to educate people because, you know, all this stuff just keeps getting censored. You see like the Denmark study where it shows that the masks only help about 0.3%. You know, you've got that uh, nature study that came out. You've got, um, you know, the Hopkins um, report that came out where basically the the flu or sorry, the, the, uh, the total death count has been staying the same or it's even less. So if you have all these people dying from the Rona, Where's, where's the dead bodies? You know, if you, if this thing is so horrible, why aren't we stepping over, you know, dead people on the streets, you know, like the, uh, the homeless, oh, is it because their immune system is so, you know, so uh, profound that they can't get it or, you know, they just shake it off. I mean, I I mean, our, our is like everyone who works at every grocery store in this country, just completely immune to it. They, they see hundreds and hundreds or thousands of people every week and, and none of them seem to, to have any problems. And, we can have all those open, but you can't go to the restaurant and have a drink. My aunt works in a, a very with high risk people. I'll just put it that way. I don't want to put out too much information, but she works with high risk individuals. And I was I was talking to her on the phone the other day. She's drank the Kool Aid, the COVID Kool Aid, you know, beyond ten times folds. But she's basically a liberal. She's a Democrat, and, I, and we have good debates, you know. And it's it's kind of one of those things where you can debate people you love, even if you disagree, right? But I said, you know. She, she said, oh, man, it's horrible. You know, I've seen people die from it. And I, and I said, and I know what she does for a living. I know she's worked with these high-risk people for a long time. And I've heard stories way before COVID about people dying all the time. And I said, I said well, let me ask you something. Did people not die before COVID or what, what, what happened there? And, she, and it was just like she had nothing to say. She had no response because she realized in that moment that I think she even realized that, that this is beyond anything. It's like, well, did people, I asked, I said, did, did people die of the flu before COVID was around? You know, cause you're working with people who are sick, right? You're working with high risk people, who, you know, are, in, you know, they need certain special care. And I'm like, did they not die of the flu or pneumonia or, or MRSA or any of that before that? And she's like, well, no, but, but you know, COVID is, has come and a lot of people have gotten it. I'm like, well, but didn't people get sick before all this and die? And she, yeah, I'm like, so what's changed? Well, basically the TV told me it's, it's really dangerous, you know, and, and my bosses and for her, she's in a rock and a hard place because without giving any information away, I mean, she is basically mandated to follow all these rules or lose her job. Basically. It's like, if you don't wear a mask, if you don't quarantine, if you don't lock yourself at home and if you even remotely get someone sick, even by accident, without any intention, you are going to lose your job. You're going to be kicked out on the street. And uh, because that's what COVID's done to, to our, our medical industry. And it's really sad because a lot of people have basically, uh, they bought wholesale into this lie. And now they're basically, they're prisoners of the lie. And, and that's what I see. And it's really, it's really tragic. No, hundred percent. Yeah. It's uh, the media. Yeah. There's a song 
the media taught me that and uh, it's it's a great one it's a few years old but um not, not a very well-known band but you guys should listen to it you know pull it up on youtube the media taught me that uh great song but unfortunately that's you know what people they're just being programmed by their tvs they they see these these talking heads they get up there and tell us how horrible this stuff is and what they don't talk about is you know the, the third leading cause of death is death by doctor they don't talk about how these experts you know, or the third leading cause, you know, of death, you know, in America. I mean, it's, it could be from just prescribing the wrong medication. It could be from overlooking, you know, a serious underlying condition, missing it. There's so many different things that come into play, but, you know, they, uh, they label it all kinds of different things, but essentially it's, it's death by doctor. And here we are listening to these so-called experts and you're wearing this, this face diaper that's covered in bacteria that you've been wearing and using probably since the beginning of the lockdown. That's, you know, probably worse than, than your underwear. And, you know, you got it around your it's face. Lowering your immunity, right? Because it's that's, that's what you being exposed so, to things. So you got this thing wrapped around your face. You got all this bacteria, you know, you, you know, that the, the particles of it, are far, you know, the particles of the virus are far smaller than the pores and in whatever mask you're wearing. So it doesn't do any good there for the most part. And then what it does is it really lowers your immune system. So then when you, you know, when you are around something that could get you sick, you have a higher chance of getting it uh, just because it lowers your immune system so much. And when you have these discussions with people that are just programmed by, you know, Fox or whether it's ABC, NBC, CNN, whatever, you know, then they start looking into it. You start sending them reports and they start to wake up a little bit, but you can see how much damage has been done by our media. It's just, uh, it's corrupt. It really is. And that's, uh, that's one of the biggest, one of the biggest things that Trump definitely needs to deal with. Um, and I, I can't wait to see that happen because the people have been lied to for so long. Uh, this is really, it's costing people their lives. I mean, you, you've got all these kids now that, you know, they, they can't even spend time, you know, with uh, with other kids and we're losing like a whole generation here. You know, they're, they're not you look at their scores just like in math or science or anything. They're just plummeting. We're, we're creating a bunch of, you know, mentally inferior people by doing this that aren't going to have any social skills. It's awful. And the media is to blame for this. The media really yeah, is. Well, and, you know, just well, I don't know. Uh, you've Done anything, but I've taken like online courses when I was in you know college or whatever. And so I mostly was in, in person, though. Thankfully, but in person versus online is just there is no comparison. It is like there's a, there's a damaging effect that you're talking about, and then and then beside that, I don't like to. I'm not laughing at it, but it is it is almost it's 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 absurd. It's hilarious, but it's absurd when they you know they show the media clips and there's like these little you know third graders who are in bubbles. They're wearing like plastic. They look like little bubble boys, bubble girls, you know. And you're like, this is gonna be psychologically damaging children and i was at the i was at a with my family the other day we were at this local uh you know uh you know shopping area or whatever outdoor shopping mall let's say and there was a santa and i was like oh that's so cool there's a santa like that's so great like covid you know they've said whatever we're not going to worry about it and we're driving by and i look over and the Santa, and this was the most depressing thing I ever saw in my life. I should have taken a picture of it, but it was just the most depressing thing I ever saw. It was this this depressing looking Santa Claus sitting. He had a giant uh, uh, shield, like a big, uh, uh, what are they called? The, the plexiglass shield that was just in front of him. And the kids were sitting on chairs in front of the plexiglass so that when they took the picture, it looked like the kids were sitting next to Santa, but they were really about six feet away in front of him, in front of a plexiglass shield. And this Santa Claus was just paid to sit. He didn't even talk to the kids. He was just sitting there going like, 
and and I'm like, could you imagine? I turned I turned to my wife and I go, can you imagine the kind of damage that these kids are? The kind of the kind of nightmares these kids are gonna have when they and and the kind of damaging effect that's gonna have them when they're older and they're like they're thinking back on that time they went and saw Santa and they couldn't even like because in, in a kid's mind, right? Santa's supposed to be like this you know, magical person. He's, he's flying into your chimney at night to give you gifts on Christmas. Yet he's afraid of the coronavirus, right? So you're like the damage that you're doing to these kids, basically breaking the, the idea of Santa, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of Santa, to be honest, is I think kind of takes away from the whole Christ is the most important part of Christmas thing. But um, just for the, that fact alone, I just thought to myself, this is insane that the world that we're living in, the world that we're heading into, it is a brave new world. And it's it's just going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot of kids who are paying, you know, it might be one of the best uh, practices to get into going into the future is psychology, because all of these children and, and these people are going to be needing many hours on the couches of many psychologists to uh, undo the damage that's being uh, created right now with the uh, just complete uh, insanity of this COVID, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, the COVID nightmare that we are living in. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a nightmare for sure. I'm not sure what's a bigger nightmare, though. If, I don't know if you ever saw Bad Santa with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. You know, it's, a, it's an old <laughs> yeah. classic. You know, the, the kids are jumping uh -huh. on his lap. I'm not sure what's worse, you know, the plexiglass, you know, or having, you know, Billy Bob, you know, with his bottle of whiskey and all the all the horrible things that he did. But uh, well, you know, at least Billy Bob was talking to the kids and asking them what yeah. they wanted. I mean, these kids were just sitting there like, what yeah. is going on? You could see the looks on the kids faces were like puzzled, like. Why is Santa affected by COVID if he's like this magical person? <laughs> like you could just see that's the questions that are forming in their head as they're sitting there. So I don't know. It's, uh... Yeah, definitely. We need to, uh, man, we need to get through this stuff for sure. And uh, one of the, one of the things you know we hear all the time is, uh, you know, courage is contagious, right? But um, one of the things that, you know, we see even more is uh, fear is I think more contagious because we've seen so many people that just, they don't question anything. They just do as they're told. Um, and, and it's really unfortunate that the media, I believe, is really to blame for this, as well as a lot of really good doctors that aren't being really good doctors, if that makes sense, because they're not, um, you know, fulfilling their Hippocratic Oath, right? Do no harm. They're doing harm because they're, whether whether they admit it or not, they're advocating that these these rules and mandates stay in place regardless of what damage it does to people, you know, from drugs and alcohol and, um, you know, all the suicides and things like that, you know, just the people not being able to get tested for other diseases and uh, other illnesses and not being able to uh, spend time with their family. I mean, can you imagine you know, having a loved one that you can't see that's dying and they have to die alone in a hospital or, I mean, they're, they're really doing a lot more harm than good. And uh, these doctors need to stand up. And I know that there's some like the frontline doctors that have stood up and, you know, you got people like Dr. Shiva and, and other ones that, that are, but we, you need, you need like 99% of them just to say this stuff is lunacy. This is crazy. The problem is a lot of these people get their phone funding because just like we see in government right so we have we definitely need a we need a, a cleansing of, of sorts we need that great awakening where you know the doctors that um, are doing good you know they they stay around the government that's doing good stays around but all these whores that are just getting paid screw over the people man this this stuff has to stop and i think the media i just 
I think the media is to blame for a lot of this stuff. And so I, I really just to kind of circle back, you know, you know, full circle. Man, I would I would love to see Trump do something with the media here. And, you know, his Section 230 where his tweet, he talks about that, um, you know, saying that he's going to end it or he's going to veto, um, you know, that um, what was it? It was the uh, the NDAA. So it's the National Defense Authorization Act. He's going to veto that if they don't, um, you know, take over, you know, the 230. So. You know, the media, the media taught us that they are definitely to blame here. Um, anything you want to close up with? We've been keeping, we've been keeping you here for about an hour and a half. We still have, you know, some, still have a lot of family here in the chat. Love you all. Appreciate y'all hanging with us. Um, you got any closing thoughts or anything that um, you want to drop I, on? I, well, just to speak briefly on what you just said before, uh, definitely, I, it is horf, it's horrific to imagine, you know, what it's like. And I've been there now where uh, you can't see a loved one uh, while, you know, whether it, on both sides in a hospital, imagine whether you're being admitted to a hospital and you can't have your family there by your side as you're going through, you know, usually you're at the hospital because you're in the worst time that you've ever had in your life. And um, yeah. And, 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 you know, to, to AKA action there, you know, that's exactly it. I'm sorry to hear about your brother passing, but, and, and we're, pray for them, you know, obviously, but pray for you. But um, yeah, whether you're on either side of that, whether you're the family that has to sit out in the parking lot and wonder, you know, am I ever going to see my loved one again? Or you're the, you're the, the loved one who is, is in the hospital thinking, you know, I know I was, I was kind of on the other side of that with some, some health issues where, you know, I'm thinking, you know, will I ever see my family again? And, and is this it? Am I going to die alone here in a hospital room? You know, I mean, and, and you go through these things and, and, it really wakes you up to the reality of this situation, how people, a lot of people are losing everything right now. While um, it's a good time to be healthy, it's a good time to be uh, well and to, to be strong. And, and, but there are a lot of people who don't have that, you know, that, that fortune right now. And uh, we should be praying for them. That's why it's even more important that we stand up for what's right. And we don't, we're not afraid to speak our mind and we keep uh, doing what you're doing, Robert, and, and trying to do what I'm doing here, which is, drawing a shining a light on it, exposing it. And, and that goes for everything, whether it's the election, the corruption, the COVID and the insanity nonsense there. Um, our Republic saving it from the foreign uh, adversaries who want to destroy it. Um, you know, everything we, we have to do it all. We have to stand up. We have to make our voices heard and we have to keep coming together and supporting one another. And whether that's by prayer or just by, the power of, of, you know, organizing and collectively, you know, speaking our voices or showing our, our presence um, or just not following rules and orders that we know are uh, wrong and are going to end with the destruction of our Republic and our freedoms as we know it. So I think you're doing a great job of it. I think, I hope I'm doing a good job. I hope I'm honoring God. I hope I'm honoring uh, my, my family. I hope I'm honoring uh, all you guys out there listening, the audience, I hope that uh, we can keep doing that together. And uh, I take, I, you know, when I see the audience here, all the, the positive messages, all you guys out there, it's like, I know I'm doing it. I know I'm doing the right thing. When I always hear from you guys that that I'm on the right path and, and I put my faith in God and I know you do too, Robert. So, I mean, I think that if we just let like the Lord lead us and put our faith in Jesus and, and just stand up for what's right and try to, to do the right thing, um, especially like when nobody's watching, that's, that's what I always say is like, do the right thing. Even when nobody's watching, that's what, that's what makes a difference, right? Uh, it's cause you're going to do it 
regardless of whether I have a big audience or if I'm just at the store by myself, you know, and I just want to do the right thing. So, um, yeah, that that's where I guess that would be the best place for me to leave it uh, because, hey, that's what we have to do now. And uh, we'll have a lot more work ahead of us always. And it's never going to be easy. Freedom is not given. It's preserved. Um, and that's what we have to remind ourselves every day. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I sure appreciate you, brother, and appreciate you coming on and sharing your, your views and uh, scripture with us, because um, we all know God wins, and uh, it's it's very important uh, for us to to realize that, and you know, to, to read the Bible every day and you know, realize that there is a, a, a greater power at work here for sure, and you know, I sure appreciate all the value that you bring to the world and, and all the efforts that uh, you put into your videos and waking people up, and it's it's incredible. I love everybody out there in the uh, the uh, the audience, you know, the fam, guys, gals, appreciate y'all hanging out. Um, if you want uh, you can head over to, to CryptoBeatles.com. It's just CryptoBeatles.com. And we'll give away 10 books to the first 10 people. And we'll give away, uh, say, 1,000 Monarch tokens to the first 20 people there. So you just go to CryptoBeatles.com. Um, Shahid, um, I mean, there, appreciate you, brother. Uh, in the chat, he's he's dropping a, a contest link. Uh, we still have that, but you don't have to do that one. It's just to CryptoBeatles.com, not, not the forward slash contest. It's just CryptoBeatles.com right at the top. Uh, just hit the email subscribe uh, list, and then you can just say, hey, I want a book, or I want the 1,000 Monarch tokens, and uh, Will will get you paid. If if you look if you look in your Monarch wallets, too, uh, I think Will paid out everybody uh, yesterday. So there was a bunch of people that got paid. Check your uh, check your wallet and see if you got a bunch of uh, Monarch tokens there. Um, on the way out, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a, a video here that that we uh, wait. It's all I think we're all waiting for it. This is uh, Don Jr. off of uh, I think it was off his Instagram. I had Aaron uh, rip this and put it uh, here in a video for us. This is uh, something that we're all doing. We're all just uh, we're waiting and we're we're watching and we're uh, we got our popcorn ready and we can't wait for. Uh, for big things to come and for uh, all this craziness to be over. So unless you got anything else, brother, I'll uh, throw these uh, videos up on the way out and then uh, I'll check with you here before, uh, after we end the broadcast, I'll catch you on the other side a little bit. All right. Well, uh, justinformnews.com. God bless you all. And thank you, uh, Robert, for having me on. Always brother. God bless you. Everybody out there in the audience. Love you. And um, on Friday, we'll be back with uh, woke societies at 2 PM. All right. So I forgot last time to mention um, yeah, so Friday, it'll be uh, Woke Societies at 2 p.m. And then Monday, if we're still here, uh, I think we have the SGT report at 2 p.m. as well. All right. Love you, peeps. God bless. And we'll catch you on the next one. Hey, peeps, just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beetle shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading New Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. God bless you. Love you. And I'll catch you on the next one.